1: Hey everyone, before we get to today's very special game, just wanted to make an announcement that we're on Instagram. You can find us just like you can at Facebook and Twitter, at TrivialityPod. That's at TrivialityPod. Uh, We're new to Instagram with everything, so we're going to try and uh, do posts as much as we can, and interact with all of you over there as well, but uh, feel free to follow us there. And one more note... Uh, we're trying a new scheduling system. Uh, Our previous system uh, was giving us some bugs, and we wanted to make sure that we could get to everyone in a timely manner uh, and schedule the games as best we could. So uh, now all of the scheduling is going to be done through the crop. We're starting a new Google form. We're doing a beta test here for March and April. We'll see how that goes, and then we're going to learn from that and continue. But um, if you'd like to be on the show, whether uh, it's a host or a contestant, um, just kind of keep a lookout in the crop. We're going to have some forms up there Um, every quarter every few months uh, and definitely check that out but super excited for today's episode we hope that you're all staying safe uh, washing your hands uh, saying hello to loved ones uh, and uh, hopefully we can provide a little escape um, for you today so enjoy this episode and let's get to the game recorded in chicago illinois with your hosts ken matt neil and jeff this is
2: triviality The cream of the
1: crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil and I'm joined here with Ken. How are you, Ken? What's up? Mostly empty studio. Kind of weird. It is kind of weird. Jeff is not here. Uh, We gave him a gift certificate to uh, check out some elements and it was actually a trick and he's going to look at a car lot for Honda elements. (laughs) We'll we'll see what happens when he comes back. Uh, He'll probably be angry. Uh, but Matt is joining us from LA, as uh, as is the norm now. So, how are you,
3: Matt? I'm doing good out here, staying staying healthy, staying safe. You know. Yeah, that's as right. We do. Yeah,
2: we've we've been we've been on lockdown for a couple of days now. Yeah. But uh, watching some good TV, playing some old video games, played Sonic One. Yeah. Sonic, yeah. yeah. There you go, playing some old yeah. games. I was,
3: yeah, I was supposed to stay six feet from you guys, but instead I moved ten thousand miles or whatever. It was. Yeah. And so, we
2: miss you every day.
1: We do. I know. We miss your hugs. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but uh, we wanted to uh, start the episode out real quick by um, just thanking a few people before we get to our special guests. Um, we had a wonderful time uh, at uh, Geek Bowl. It was in Chicago, it was a huge event. We we loved uh, throwing uh, our event, Extrivia Ganza, with all of our partners, uh, Trivial Warfare, Tara Whittle, and the Illuminati, uh, Lee to George, and Something Something Birds, uh, Aaron Barclay, uh, Misinformation, Complete the List podcast, and the Sports Trivia Faceoff Off podcast. So Thank you to them for helping throw an awesome event. Um, we really want to thank some of our vendors that took their their time to come out and help us uh, inked and screened, uh, who does our merchandise, uh, and that's Taylor Doolittle, uh, the Chicago Donut Company, Magic Moment Photo Booth, uh, and our friend Jason Borsom of Liquid Courage Entertainment for DJing and uh, doing karaoke. Uh, couldn't have done it without all of our vendors, um, but most of all, and I think Ken will agree, and Matt wasn't able to make it. Uh, due to kind of what's going on lately. But uh, I think Ken will agree that the best part of it was meeting all of the listeners that we got a chance to get to know and, and hear um, how long they've been listening to the show
2: or if they're new or just meeting people. Definitely. I was very happy with uh, how many people I got to uh, meet and talk to one-on-one for a little while. Uh didn't get to talk to everybody as long as I would have liked, but uh, there was a lot of a lot of people to go get around to. So the turnout was great and uh, I had a blast. Did anyone uh, challenge you to fisticuffs? Nobody challenged me to fist cuffs, which I, I don't know why I would have expected that, but it's, it's nice that nobody did.
1: Well, it was a 1920s themed party. Um, <laughs> was it? It was the jungle. Uh, was that the 20s or I was 1800s? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know anything about history. I'm terrible. So <laughs> I'm the movie guy. Um, but uh, thank you very much to everyone. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, and we look forward to uh, next year in Austin. Uh, but we do want to introduce our very uh, special guests that we have here today. Um, they're a super talented pair of writers who also happen to be married. Uh, she's a Golden Globe-nominated writer of movies you've seen in The Post, Long Shot, and the film All the Bright Places, which is awesome, and it's uh, actually streaming right now on Netflix. And that's Liz Hanna, and sitting next to her is her husband, Brian Milliken, and he's written shows that I'm sure you've seen, like Shadowhunters, Time After Time, and Haven. How are both of you doing today?
4: We're good. We're Great. uh Staying inside. There's been a respite (laughs) from the rain. Um, We apologize to everyone listening if there sounds like a small animal being tortured. It's our dog wanting our attention. We promise we're not harming any animals. (laughs) We love animals on this show anymore. She's really unhappy with the quarantine. What's your dog's name? (laughs) Her name is Jones. It's very predictable. I love it.
5: And now would that be after uh, Henry Jr.? That would be...
4: That would be Henry Jones Jr. Yeah, correct? her
5: name is actually Henry Jones Jr. Yes, guess.
4: her her name is Henry Jones Jr. Yeah. Milliken. Yeah. <laughs> we, we felt th- important to put the yeah. Jr. in there.
5: We thought about naming the dog Indiana, like you would, mm-hmm. but that felt overdone. So we stuck with Jones. Mm-hmm. Right, because then,
1: and she's
4: a girl, which we thought was like you know, getting going against gender norms. Yeah, yeah, she's I, a strong, powerful woman.
1: I like it, and and plus, if you did name uh, her Indiana, then Brian would be walking around the house all the time, going, "You named the dog Indiana."
4: Exactly. <laughs>
5: well, I do that anyway.
4: English, yeah, so. it's that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah, no, he does that. Last Crusade is pretty quotable. Yeah, it was also. I felt weird having a Sean Connery in our house because yes. my husband is more like Sean Connery than anybody else. Well, then so then it invites, it's just having two of them. We're doing the, like the Bond version, right? Is,
5: doing like Ewan McGregor doing Sean Connery in spotting Impressions so like it it would have been it would have been bad so Jones is was like mutually agreed that it was the safest choice correct well
1: we really appreciate you being here uh and uh, you told us before we started that uh, you've been listening to the podcast which is great and uh hopefully that continues and there isn't uh, an episode <laughs> that just makes you turn it off but we hope that. With no, everyone. we're
4: definitely going to stop listening after we record ours. We just, that was a <laughs> oh, <good>. one-time thing. <laughs> good. No, we're big fans. We really like it. I was, as we we're saying, it's like such a fun thing to do while we're, fr- frankly, walking the puppy endlessly because we can't take her to the park or do anything with her that involves humans right now. So, um, it's a really good, great thing to feel like you're actually thinking while you're mindlessly walking the dog.
5: Yeah. I mean, and as it is, you and I watch Jeopardy every night. Yeah. You know, when we're out of town, we don't watch it without the other person. So we'll come back home and there'll be like 50 (laughs) stockpiled on the DVR. So we just like do like three, we went to a
4: live Jeopardy taping last year.
5: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we actually played against each other on a bar at a bar trivia at least a couple times without ever meeting each other. Mm-hmm. And then a, a couple you of you were NFL on a states. team
4: that I hated, also by the way. Wait Wait they a were a real.
5: I was on the better team. That's what. Uh-oh. So did they, so they were
4: on, They were real know it alls. And what was your name? It was really know it y
5: It was named by my friend Steve. It was called the Black Hand, which was the, it's a historical reference. It's a tu- uh, It was a, it was a tough name. Mine yeah, Steve. <laughs> Not so <a> <laughs> Steve move. With yep. you um, but, uh, competing with
1: each other at Trivia, did you also, did Brian's brother come and try to do like a, a kidnapping plot that was actually a game night and then your neighbor who was a police <laughs> officer came and saved you?
4: You did just name one of our favorite movies yeah. in the last two <laughs> years. If only that had happened. Uh, no, but we, what did happen though is that Brian was then introduced to Trivial Pursuit or reintroduced to Trivial Pursuit by my friend Luke and I. Mm. Uh, however, Brian and I are never on the same team—not um, for any allegiance, because we're married, but because uh, my friend Luke and I are uh, almost undefeated. Brian and our friend Nicole recently beat us for the first time in seven years, so we—it uh, was so—we're very into the trivia, so this is right up our alley.
2: All right, Matt, we're in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, A little bit, Uh, that's
1: okay. Matt and Ken, what do you want to do for your team name then? Uh, We're going to be in trouble. In trouble, I like it. And I would be nothing but trouble, but we don't want to see Dan Aykroyd's nose from that, if if you know that reference. Um, It's fun getting into trouble. Yeah, well, exactly, Matt. You were were, uh, emo for a little while. You know what's going on. Uh, (laughs) He's still emo. uh, He's still emo. Um, Liz and Brian, uh, what would
5: you like your team name to be?
4: Should we stick with the theme? I like it.
5: Uh, Go for it. The Cross of Coronado. we're
1: gonna go
4: deep on that one
5: it belongs in a museum after all there you
1: go uh all right well we have team names let's throw it to the rules guy and uh let's see if he can do a really good sean connery impression
6: Triviality Podcast is two rounds of 20 questions worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there's a special swing round by this week's host. In the final round, players wager points they've earned for a chance to become the cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop.
2: His hey, Sean Connery really sounds like Gilbert Godfrey, doesn't it? It does. It's it really weird. It's very strange. <laughs> uh, it
1: is. Uh, well, you um, should I, work on that. He should. I, I wrote today's game. Um, I apologize in advance uh, to all our listeners who are a little bit more, shall I say, academic. Um, this is going to be very <laughs> pop culture heavy. Um, I'm not good at science or other things, but I, I got some listener submitted questions, so we'll see what happens. Um, And then as far as uh, Liz is concerned, I'm so glad uh, that both of you are on the show. I heard that she liked trivia from one of my favorite podcasts that she's guested on that you should all check out if you're interested in screenwriting. It's it's, uh, Script Notes uh, by John August and Craig Mazin. So I had to mention that so Craig would not have any umbrage. Uh, Uh, Six
4: degrees of separation on podcasts right now. I'm loving it. Isn't it? Yeah. What's going to come from this podcast? I can't wait. Can't wait to find out.
1: Very little, I'm sure. We're the the (laughs) new podcast cinematic universe, and we need a Vin Diesel, so... We'll see what happens. All
3: right. I think uh, I'm guessing on Joe Rogan next week, so maybe something like that. There you go. There
1: you go. All right. Uh, so let's start the game here. Uh, question one is going to be what I'm calling an onomatopoeia tribond. I'm going to give you <laughs> three things, and you have to tell me what onomatopoeia they have in common. Does that make sense for everyone? Sure. Okay. All right. So the three things are Charlie Demelio, the Renegade Dance, and Kesha.
2: Okay, um, I think I understand what Neil's saying with the Kesha reference, so I'm going to lock in for our team.
4: I have no, you go, you guess. Me? Yeah. My guess? Yeah. Well, sure, we'll lock in. We'll sure, lock in.
3: We'll, we'll lock in. All
5: right, you good. guys are going first.
2: All yeah. right, well, I think there's something with ticking and talking in a Kesha song, yeah. and TikTok's a thing the with the kids, know.
3: A famous The Renegade Dance is a famous TikTok dance. It was at oh, MBL, okay. now that I think about so it. So we said so. TikTok.
1: TikTok. Okay, and Liz and Brian, what did you say?
3: we oh. were
4: gonna we were like money in yeah, some way we had moolah. like we had moolah yeah we were trying no. to do a wordplay with that we um. were really stuck on it so tiktok makes sense all you know. right
1: well kesha if you're listening maybe your next single should be moolah but it was tiktok <laughs> yes <laughs> uh i've been getting into um tiktok kind of doing some research and i uh, have some old uh <laughs> i've it's not i sound like an old man like the old muppet guys like i'm doing research but um anyway it's been pretty interesting so i had to write that question for the kids as matt said mm. TikTok mm.
2: dance i wish time would run out ah, 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 ah. that was
1: good <laughs> uh all right uh number two might be for uh matt and liz because it's uh, sort of sports adjacent if you were a resident of this state you were probably very disappointed in both your football team and your basketball team for making it to the penultimate game or series of the 2019 season and falling short.
2: Hold on. Ooh, Liz and Brian are locked in. (laughs) All right, so we can talk. Yeah,
3: my brain's not working.
2: All I can say about that question is penultimate means the second from the last one.
3: Oh, uh, Philadelphia. Is that right? Yeah, I think the Sixers lost to the Raptors and the, the Eagles lost to... I forget who, but they lost, to. All
2: right. We're in with yeah. Philly. Okay.
3: And Liz and Brian?
4: Yeah, it's Philadelphia.
1: While those teams were in the playoff hunt, uh, they were not in the penultimate game or series uh, in the playoffs for the NFL and, and NBA. Uh, it was actually Wisconsin. The mm. Bucks mm. lost to the Raptors to go to the... Uh, NBA Finals and the Packers lost to the 49ers to go to the
3: Super Bowl. I see. All right. Yes. I will trust you and not dispute it. Good job. Uh, the and
4: trivia about Wisconsin is we try and block them out because they beat uh, the University of North Carolina in a really upsetting loss in the, it was the uh, 2015
5: Sweet 16? Yeah. It was a tough mm-hmm. loss. We were there. We were at the We game. were
4: at the game. I walked to get popcorn and i came back and we were down 12 points oh no so i blame myself so
5: i uh the tank and we didn't and that's all the that mattered. we I, shut uh, out
1: wisconsin Timinski. for the uh for the packers and now we're we're very uh torn because we have jimmy graham now on the bears so Ooh. very weird time
5: and tom brady's <laughs> not with the
1: patriots so who knows what's going on everything's
5: burning okay uh, i just saw tom brady is now a buccaneer which yeah. is oh wait did that weird. just
1: happen yeah, yeah, that happens. Oh an my hour God! Ago. Yeah. Before, in between, while really I was easy.
5: looking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, breaking <boy>. news! These, <laughs> oh,
3: these are God. the end times. It oh really wow! Is. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: now, now we'll see if he was good or if it was all bell Belichick. So let's let's see what happens. All right. Uh, number three. Uh, this is going to be a musical question because I love musicals. "Flim Flammer Woo's Librarian" would be a concise description of what famous musical that premiered on Broadway in 1957 and will make its return in 2020 adamantium not included
2: i think we're locked in
5: okay. we are locked in as well all
2: right so i think it's music man i don't know the adamantium reference it's marvel but i believe
3: that's a it's a hugh jackman maybe reference oh yeah maybe, maybe he's playing oh. him
4: oh. okay yeah, maybe we're in he's with, doing it on broadway yeah Is he? that makes sense
2: all right well we're yeah. in with music man what
5: about you guys music,
2: music man, man. Yeah. music man wow, is
5: correct school, put it on
2: mary yeah.
4: and the librarian great reference
5: M- madam librarian what's the song harold hill no, right called, is the name of harold hill? Music man yeah.
1: harold hill himself yeah yeah i directed so, that in high school did you really
4: there we mm-hmm. go yes i did hey
1: i played drums for music man too oh. and i did the anvil on the cymbal and i only did it because the guy playing it said hey do you think you could uh hit that anvil for me when i dropped my bag and i said sure and every time i did it was louder every
5: night and he couldn't say anything because <laughs> he was just kind of shocked <laughs> and it was great incredible yeah, I think my older brother was in *Music Man*, so that completes these sort that of, tracks. There you yeah. go. Um, so
1: *Music Man*, yeah. So uh, Hugh Jackman and uh, Sutton Foster will be on Broadway. I think it's in October uh, for *Music Man*. So. Nice. All right. Uh, moving right along to question four. In the fashion world, DKNY is to Donna Karen New
2: York as DVF is to what? Lockton. Ooh! Oh no! Right. I'm so mad, I have no idea.
3: Um. I can't think of what venice maybe no i don't know what vf would be because that would be the if you're doing dkny is donna care in new york then dvf you would assume that the either the f or the vf is the location i just have or no i have nothing donatella, wait donatella versace france ooh, florence where with it okay yeah
1: so donatella versace florence is what you're going with sure yes okay and liz
4: well now if- I just blanked out her name. She's, what the f***? No, literally, I just had it. I locked in. F- her name. Diane von Furstenberg. Thank you. Diane von Furstenberg.
1: <laughs> and the answer, uh, if you were a fan of the rap dress, is Diane von Furstenberg. So 10 points to... So we're wrong. <laughs> you, you were wrong. Yes. It is not Donatello Versace. Uh, Venice, what was it? Florence. Florence. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Good try, guys. Good try.
4: She came and spoke at my college when I was a student there it was great.
3: well that's she's, fair though. she's
4: also she's also like a a, a duchess or something she was she's, a princess, she married yeah. royalty and In so Belgium, then yeah. she's just she's really knocking it out of the park she's good
1: <laughs> yep all those episodes so colleen and i watched all of ugly betty like four times so she's always mentioned on that show too so i had to pull it today we we're watching an episode all right uh number five uh this is our first listener submitted question comes to us from listener Luke McKay from Australia, uh, who kindly wrote a science question for me. As he correctly knows, I can't write science questions. And if Jeff was here, I would have said Collingwood magpies are the best. And he would have said, no, it's Carlton Blues, but he's not here. So too bad. All right. uh, His question. The blanket genus of which animal exhibits the largest level of sexual size dimorphism in non-microscopic species with the two meter or 6.6 foot long female outweighing its 2.5 centimeter or one inch male counterpart by up to 40,000 times. Boy, I have no idea.
3: Yeah, at first I was thinking this was like a praying mantis, but I'm like, there's no six foot praying mantis. That's terrifying. Outside of Vegas. That one shoots fire though.
2: How about <laughs> how about we say ants because that's how you get ants. <laughs>
5: okay. We're going to say snake.
1: So the only over six foot snake I know is snake Pliskin, but it's not the answer. <laughs> um but uh the answer is actually the blanket octopus
2: oh Mm. that that does make sense
1: yes okay so blanket was your
2: clue there yeah so thank you luke for that question the question rises um would you rather face up against one neil sized ant or one ant sized neils oh my god i can't even
5: compute that
4: none of the above yeah please Mm. i'm
1: with liz on that one It's too many film references coming at you in rapid fire. Okay. Speaking of film references, um, this one is based on uh, a tweet that Liz did a long time ago that I really love because she said The Fugitive is a perfect movie. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I want you to take the actor who won an Oscar for their performance in The Fugitive, then look to the actor who portrayed a younger version of that Oscar winner in a science fiction comedy film, then Take the father of that actor in the science fiction comedy film, and tell me what television show he was on, where he portrayed a three-term governor of Florida. We're locked in. Okay,
2: they're locked Ooh, in. Cool. So pretty quick for them. Um, so I could get to Josh Brolin. So it's Tommy Lee Jones to Josh Brolin, and then we need Josh Brolin's dad, and then we need
3: just his just his father in general. Yeah,
1: right. right? That's who we uh, need. His father, and then he portrayed a character. On what TV show series oh, where he was a three-term governor of Florida? That mm. I don't know. Yeah, what kind? Of,
2: Miami Vice. <laughs> <let's
3: just laughs> yeah. All right, what Miami would show Vice,
1: but they have a governor. Yeah. Oh, the old governor in Miami Vice. Uh, it is not Miami Vice, unfortunately. Uh, Liz and Brian. Oh, well, you don't remember the do governor I, character?
4: <laughs> do I get an extra point if I name the character?
1: I'll I'll give you an extra point. Yeah.
4: His name is Governor Richie, and he is on the West Wing.
1: Mm-hmm. And the correct answer is one of my favorite shows, The West Wing. Yep. What's Josh Brolin's dad's name? James Brolin. James, James Brolin. Brolin. James. Mm-hmm. He yeah, was there's the star a
4: star of Airwolf in the 80s, right? Am I right? Yeah. I mean, he's the star of being married to Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, great scene on The West Wing if you ever look it up on YouTube between him and Martin Sheen uh, between or under an opera, as they're kind of going head to head before the the election.
4: It's the season finale of season 3 and it's the I'm going to really love it's like, I'm going to really love doing this with you or something. Like the whole season three is about whether or not it's going to be Richie as the Republican nominee. And mm-hmm. I'm so, we've watched a lot of West Wing. So we're, we're very. It's a, a, it. a writer friendly
5: show, isn't it? Oh, It's, it's the
2: a West very West writer
4: friendly yeah. show.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's also a really good show to be watching if you're looking for something during this home safe self quarantine time. It's great. It's very bingeable. It's optimistic. Yep. We know it's a Well, good show. it's
4: nice to see dignity in, uh, and, you know, um, mm. I don't know, yeah. intelligence anywhere within the D.C. metro area.
1: Oh, there yeah. you go. And if you're a, a production person, if you like study cam, watch that show and learn, learn a thing or two. <laughs> well, learn about the walk and talk. There you go. Um, all right, so this next question, I'm going to walk while I'm talking. Okay. Um, so, Ken, please hand me those graphs and I will tell you about them. So, uh, known for its vivid blue-green color, This oft-photographed waterfall can be found in the last of the contiguous states to be admitted to the Union. So I'm looking for the name of a waterfall that is located in the last of the contiguous states to be admitted to the Union.
4: Okay. I think we're, are we locked in?
2: We're locked in.
4: Okay. We're not happy about it.
2: Yeah, I think it's in Hawaii. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know any, the names of any waterfalls. So let's just say Hawaii Falls. Spam Falls. Spam Falls. Falls? Okay. And Liz and Brian?
4: Well, it's contiguous, so it would have to be in... We'll say...
1: Contiguous.
2: We'll shoot. We'll say
4: Olympia
5: Falls. <laughs> Olympia
1: Falls. Olympia Falls. Olympia Falls. So, um, Arizona is the 48th state and last of the contiguous oh. states, and that would be Havasu Falls in the Grand and Arizona Canyon. Arizona
4: has a waterfall? In mm-hmm.
1: the Grand Canyon, yep. Uh,
5: yeah. yeah, and it is photographed a lot. That makes sense great sense i just really thought that either new mexico or washington were the last two
4: mm. we were wrong
5: my mistake and uh, for all you geographically inclined uh, lovers out there it was
1: uh arizona was admitted to the union on valentine's day so go to your valentine's day celebrations at Havasu falls this next question um is thanks to patreon supporter alex croninger and um i slightly altered it so we'll see how this goes there are eight stadiums in the United States that hold over 100,000 people. Each of them is home to a college football team. The top three stadiums by capacity belong to Big Ten schools. If you can name two out of the three schools, I'll give you five points. If you can name all three, I'll give you 10 points. So I'm looking for colleges that have stadiums over 100,000 people, and they're all in the Big Ten.
2: Matt, you can lock in with whatever you think.
4: Okay, I think we're locked in.
2: All right. Liz and Brian are locked in. Uh, i'm I'm putting my faith in Matt on this one, so whatever you think, Matt. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah, so i'm I think Michigan is definitely one because I think that's the highest capacity. Yep. Um, I think Ohio State is also one. So I had Ohio State. Kay. And then the third one, I was fighting between Nebraska and I believe Rutgers might have a really big one, but we locked in with Nebraska as the third one.
4: We locked in with OSU Michigan and Nebraska as well.
1: Okay. Uh, so both teams are going to get five points. You definitely got two mm-hmm. out of the three. So number three is Ohio State with 102,780 capacity. Number two is the one that surprised me, uh, which is Penn State for 106,572. Wow. <gasps> My
4: brother uh, goes to school there. That's embarrassing. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Uh, Number one, like you said, uh, number one uh, funded by John Harbaugh's khakis is Michigan, (laughs) 107601 Yeah, and so I went to Iowa. Kinnick is a little bit bigger now than it used to be, but it's not too Mm. big. But I do love that they do the, after I left, they started doing the Kinnick wave. If you've ever seen that, it's really sweet, where they wave to all the kids in the hospital next to the stadium. It's really cute. So both teams with five points on that? Both teams with five points on that. Okay. Two out of three. All right. Number nine. All right. So number nine. Uh, a San Antonio battleground site, a science fiction spacecraft, and the SI unit of frequency are all prominent members of what industry? So if you take um, the answer. Oh, ant- okay. We're locked in. Oh, Matt's yeah. locked in right away. Right. Locked in. Okay. Oh, all right. How about, you, how about you both start? Rental car
5: companies. All right. Then,
1: Matt. You,
3: got, you got your Alamo. You got your Hertz. And uh, I don't know what the other one is. Enterprise. Was, that's an- the Enterprise. Ownership oh, yeah. Enterprise. There you go. Rental
5: Cars.
1: And they are That'll all rental you. cars. Great job everyone. All right. I didn't know if that would be an easy one or a hard one. I never know. I try to throw something in here that seems smart. Um
3: that's that's like an aha one where you get you know, it and then you feel really smart but it's really not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um so the final uh question here of round 1. Um I'm going to read you an excerpt from a book that was recently adapted into a film of the same name. I'll give you five points for the name of the book slash film and five points for the name of the author. So whatever you can, you can get here. Uh, Colleen showed me this book uh, today and then I realized, oh, there's an adaptation out. So I should write a question about it. So here is the excerpt from the book. She was elusive. She was today. She was tomorrow. She was the faintest scent of a cactus flower, the flitting shadow of an elf owl. We did not know what to make of her. In our minds, we tried to pin her to a corkboard like a butterfly, but the pin merely went through and away she flew.
2: Oh, uh, what do you think about Emma, Matt? Emma is a new movie.
3: hmm I but don't know anything about it, though. I
2: don't know too much about it, but it is kind of playful like that. So let's say Emma. Okay. It's a okay. pretty famous book. Emma, all right, from uh, Team in Trouble. And Liz and Brian?
4: We're going to go Where Did You Go, Bernadette?
1: Ooh, great guess as well. Um, so this book—it um, was just adapted on Disney Plus. We're going to watch it this weekend. <gasps> it was by Jerry Spinelli, and it is Stargirl. Girl,
5: hmm.
4: directed by Julia Hart. Yep, fantastic director in general. Happens to also be a woman, so that's exciting.
6: Mm.
3: Yeah, I'm really is excited there to baby watch. Baby Yoda it. in that one, or no? <laughs> no Baby Yoda. You're going to have
4: more. to. You're going to have to watch the after the credits scenes. That's all. In the
2: Ooh, <laughs> little teaser there. I want to see the baby. Um, all right. At the end of 10 questions, it looks like Team In Trouble has uh, 35 points. And uh, our Skype guests have 45 points, plus that extra little point, bringing them to 46
1: all right so very tight game here uh before we go into the swing round just want to uh thank all of our patreon supporters uh you've really been um upping your support over the last few months and uh, it isn't going unnoticed we're really appreciative of that and it's helping the show grow um being being able to have more guests on upgrade equipment and uh, help throw events like we did uh, with extrivia ganza so if you want to join all the other patrons uh, you can go to patreon.com slash triviality podcast we have great posters and perks and character boxes but most of all we have a, a bunch of bonus content and one of which will be um some discussion with liz and brian after the show so we hope to see you uh, join us over there uh, and we appreciate all of your support and unlike at the carnival you are guaranteed a prize you are guaranteed a prize <laughs> that's right and there isn't going to be a barker trying to guess your weight or anything so don't worry about it okay so um today's swing round is going to be inspired by liz's work uh on one of my favorite movies of 2019 which was the post mm-hmm um oh boy and uh don't worry it's not gonna be anything uh out of your legs so uh it not only depicted uh, attempts by journalists at the washington post to publish the pentagon papers but gave audiences a glimpse at the remarkable katherine graham so uh before i tell you about the swing round uh and what the question is going to be um liz is there anything um that you want to say that drew you to katherine graham and why she was so awesome before we start
4: Yeah, I mean, her. I read her book. uh, Her memoir is entitled "Personal History." Uh, She wrote it when she was, I want to say, she was in her 80s, and I read it when I was 22. And I had really never heard somebody um, write a memoir that really depicted their voice as well as she did, and that related to me as well as as she did. And I thought that was pretty strange, since I was 22 and she was 80, and I didn't inherit a newspaper. Um, nor become the first female CEO. So I thought that was kind of interesting and, and I thought the things that she'd accomplished were things that I should've known about already. So, um, you know, fast forward almost 10 years later and and I wrote the script and um, can't thank Kay Graham enough for it.
1: Thank you for saying that. Uh, we, I wanted to make sure everyone knew about the, uh, the book and was able to check it out. Um, so this round is inspired by Katherine Graham, kind of. Uh, I'm gonna give you 10 clues and each answer is a famous figure with either Catherine or Graham in their name. So pretty simple. So all the answers are going to either have Graham as a first or last name, maybe a middle name. Um, and uh, the example would be, she sp- sparred in the courtroom with Spencer Tracy in Adam's rib, So would be Catherine Hepburn. Okay. 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 So number one, fictional Catholic school superstar and nervous sniffer. Number two, award-winning Irish talk show host with his red chair and lever number three bad mom aka mrs fletcher and emmy nominated rabbi on amazon number four inspiring mathematician and author of reaching for the moon number five body positive activist and model and star of dnce music video for toothbrush number six award-winning master chef behind the white glasses number seven Experienced single parenthood on both the CW slash Netflix and NBC. Number eight, breezy mustached novelist with friends mole, rat, toad, and badger. Number nine, Picasso of dance whose technique reshaped dance forever. And number 10, famous boyfriend of a mononymous legend. So I'll give you all some time to figure those out and we'll be back with the answers. All the answers are locked in. So I'm going to go through these questions one more time and uh, we'll get our answers. So number one was fictional Catholic school superstar and nervous sniffer. Let's start with Liz and Brian.
5: Our answer is Mary Catherine Gallagher.
1: Yes, indeed. Mary Catherine Gallagher. And that is correct. Played by the awesome Molly Shannon. All right. Uh, number two, award-winning Irish talk show host with his red chair and lever. Let's go, Matt and Ken. For this one, we went with Graham Norton. Okay. Liz and Brian. Graham, Graham Norton. Norton. And that's right. Ken, I know we always talk about that's at least my favorite uh, interview show format where he has everyone
2: there and they have to kind of meld their personalities. Yeah. I'd like to watch that show, but I don't know where to watch it. Uh, you can watch uh, it on uh, like
1: BBC America yeah.
5: Friday nights. I, oh, I feel nice. like. yeah. a Apparently. lot of YouTube you stuff. Enough.
2: We love it
1: too. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, number three, uh, one of my favorite actresses, uh, Bad Mom, a.k.a. Mrs. Fletcher, and Emmy-nominated rabbi on Amazon, Liz and Brian.
4: Katherine
3: Hahn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also said Katherine Hahn. Yep,
1: uh, born in Westchester, Illinois, about five minutes from here, Katherine Hahn. Oh, neat.
4: Yep. She's She just needs all the work in the world. She's the best. She's would watch her awesome. Do anything.
1: Yes, and I love that you find her in some movies that you forget she's in, like um, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, and she's great with yep. Kate Hudson, and she just pops up everywhere. She's awesome. Her and Judy Greer. Judy Greer needs a lead role as well. Mm. Okay. Um, Number four, uh, inspiring mathematician and author of Reaching for the Moon, Ken and Matt.
2: Uh, We thought maybe her character in uh, Michael Scott's Threat Level Midnight was maybe a mathematician, so we said Catherine Zeta-Jones. Okay. Liz and Brian?
4: We did not come up with the answer on this one.
2: Our best guess was H.G. Wells, and we hoped that G
1: stood for Graham. (laughs) that that is it's good logic there um so this person um super inspiring uh, she unfortunately just passed away but she was uh very pro- oh. prolific Catherine johnson <sighs> mm, of course from hidden figures from yeah. hidden figures yep yeah. uh all right uh number five body positive activist slash model and star of dnce music video for toothbrush let's go liz and brian no idea we
2: didn't even have a guess
4: no i don't know what toothbrush is well
2: okay. now after uh, missing that last one i feel like an but uh, i think this is ashley graham ashley graham that's right she has a oh, good one yeah. new podcast out as well
1: uh and if you're america's next top model fan she was a judge for two seasons all right uh number six uh the award-winning master chef behind the white glasses
2: ken and Matt. So I think you were talking about the lady with the blonde hair that's in the spikes. So we put uh Catherine hair spikes cause I have no idea what her name is. All right. Liz and Brian.
4: That's a uh, Burrell. Anne, who you're thinking of Anne, Anne Burrell. Burrell. Oh yeah. We, and,
5: we're more food network people than master chef people.
1: So our sad, answer
4: maybe. is Jeffrey Zakarian.
1: Oh, that's a good, that's a good <laughs> guess. Uh, but, uh, it is Graham Elliot. Graham mm. Elliott. Mm. Uh, all right. Number, uh, seven, uh, experienced single parenthood on both the cw slash netflix and nbc
2: matt and uh, ken yeah matt was excited so you take it away
3: oh yeah this is uh something that I'm, i was sure that neil is going to put in there so uh lauren graham all right liz and brian
4: absolutely lauren graham yeah. i mean yeah the guy you know, known as lauren gilmore graham. girls parenthood yeah. i'm all in
1: there you go. Lauren Graham. That's right. Uh, Colleen had me put that in. It's her favorite show. We watch it all the time. So, And we love, both love coffee. We have a bunch of uh, Grimmel Girls uh, coffee mugs. So there you go. All right. Uh, number eight. Breezy mustache novelist with friends Mole, Rat, Toad, and Badger. Liz and Brian?
4: Well, I think it's... It's, you know, it's embarrassing as writers to not name this guy, but I think he wrote The Wind in the Willows is where I was going with this. I think that's that those characters I, are named. I toyed
5: with the idea of Graham Greene, but it just doesn't feel like something that he would have written. So I don't know. Our, our our answer is Moonlight Graham. Moonlight Graham, also known as the guy you get your watches from in the alley in France.
2: Um, <laughs> and, or uh, Ken and uh, Matt. We had an identical conversation where we said, I'm pretty sure this is Wind in the Willows. Who is it? And then Matt said, Graham. And I said, Green. Graham Green. So he is an author, but he wrote The Quiet American. Uh, But the answer
1: is Kenneth Graham from Wind in the Willows. Mm.
4: Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, Graham. but we were all on the right track. You all were
1: there. You're very close. What a stupid name, (laughs) Kenneth. (laughs) And Badger in that book, The Wind in the Willows, was the exact same character in Breaking Bad. What Mm. you know. There you go.
4: And I know he
5: was not the answer, but The Quiet American, a wonderful book and a wonderful movie. Check it out if you're looking for something to watch, starring Michael Caine and Brendan Fraser. Michael Michael Caine.
1: Caine? Yep. Michael Caine. Michael Caine.
5: Yeah. Uh, Oh, God, it's just (laughs) going to be a podcast
1: of us now doing Michael Caine impressions now. (laughs) Uh, All right. Number nine, uh, Picasso of Dance, whose technique reshaped dance forever. Let's go uh, Matt and Ken.
3: We thought this was from that Hotline Bling video. So we said Drake, Aubrey Graham. Okay.
4: The answer is Martha Graham,
1: Martha Graham, probably the most famous uh, modern dancer in the United States and uh, changed dance forever. That's right. Martha Graham, Graham technique. All right. And number 10. um, This one was funny to me because uh, all throughout my childhood, I had never known this person had a last name um, and I found that out today. So famous boyfriend of a mononymous legend,
2: Ken and Matt. We had no idea, so we just uh, give a shout-out to Graham Chapman of Monty Python. Okay, and listen, Brian?
4: Yes, he, he generally goes by one name, because when you're dating Oprah, you don't really need a last name. Mm. His name is Stedman.
1: That's right, Stedman Graham. No way. Yeah, yes. All right, going into the second round, it looks like Team in Trouble was at 60 points, and in the lead right now, uh, Team with 76 All right. Uh, So question one. Um, This first question of round two is actually inspired by a Neil story, uh, or as Jeff called it the other day, an Uncle Neil story. So Colleen and I were babysitting our niece, Aria, the other day, and like some kids, she's afraid of pooping because, let's face it, as a kid, it probably seems really strange um, that, you know, you have to poop. So... Um, I said there was a special poop this song. Is very sophisticated. It is sophisticated. So I said there was a special poop song out there to help her, and that would help you push it out. So I played "Push It" by Salt and Peppa, and she really liked it. And now she keeps going, uh, Uncle Neil, ooh, baby, baby song. So uh, now for the question: If you took the famed DJ of Salt and Peppa and had her replace Hillary Duff as the love interest to Chad Michael Murray in a 2004 oh film. <laughs> what would the new title of that film be? Got it, Matt.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this seems like a Matt question. <laughs> it is.
4: Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, you're locked in? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I think okay. the movie okay. is called okay. A Cinderella Story.
5: It's probably Another Princess.
0: Oh, that's a good call.
5: So it's, and having just worked on the show that I did, it's probably either uh, Beauty and the Beast. So she, her name could be Belle or she could be snow a Bella White.
4: arena story. I don't think that could
5: correct. be snow whites.
4: I think we're mm-hmm. out. I think we're out on this one.
5: I think we go with the, but I think we have to get, we have to guess we go with a different princess and we say like, bad guess, our mermaid story.
3: Sure. Oh. That's it. A
4: mermaid story.
5: All
1: right. A mermaid story. Matt, uh, what did you lock in with?
3: I feel like this is the thing that you thought of the <laughs> pun name first and wrote the question backwards. Uh, <laughs> It's salt and pepper and DJ Spinderella, so it's a Spinderella Uh, story. uh,
1: Yes, it is a Spinderella story. That is correct. And as Matt said, I I thought of the pun, chuckled, and I said, I'm going to write a question about that.
4: (laughs) I'm just proud I could come up with the name of that movie. I'm just
5: proud that the DJ name was Spinderella and not Ariel. (laughs) (laughs) salt and
3: pepper, and Ariel.
1: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, great job, everyone. You guys were so close, so you were almost there. Um, All right. So number two, um, due to uh, isolation mandates and self-quarantine, we're seeing an uptick in streams on sites like Twitch, replicating the pub trivia experience, uh, kind of like we do. So while Twitch is in itself a, a streaming site, the term Twitcher is often attributed to people who partake in what hobby or activity? So people who are Twitchers, what
2: are they often doing? Crystal meth?
4: It's most likely. most likely, most
2: <laughs> likely. I don't know. Matt, go ahead and lock in with uh, whatever you think.
4: TikTok? No, well, we, we already did that. We
5: definitely don't know. So it's, just about <laughs> about, it's about the best guess at this point. I'm going to say there's a lot of fast Twitch, you know, uh, that's involved in first-person shooter video games. That's the best use of Twitch that I that I got. Okay. So let's say video game players... Like competitive video game playing. Call themselves Twitchers?
3: Mm. Okay. I don't like it. That's, that's a solid that's guess. Up. There we go.
5: Matt, what did we guess?
3: Yeah, so I thought the name Twitter actually came somewhat from the word Twitcher. Um, and that's why its logo is a little bird. I think it's bird watching.
1: And it
5: is bird watching. Oh, no way, Matt. <laughs> wow. That's tremendous work.
4: Great job.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Where, I think I saw that on some video somewhere recently like a today i found out or one of those things. It's yeah.
1: It's crazy. I went through um some terms of, you know, twitcher and whatnot bird watching and there's like a whole subgroup of what bird watchers think are real bird watchers and what aren't real <laughs> bird watchers and they fight and it's 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 very it's very serious. So, number 3 in the second round, if you're hearing the 19th century christian hymn Nearer, my God to thee by Sarah Flower Adams, you may have just seen a meme going around the internet with violinists performing it in empty toilet paper aisles. Or you are watching this film, which dramatizes mm. the alleged use of the piece during a historical event.
3: I think we're I locked in. just saw this. We can lock in.
4: Yeah, locked in. All
5: right, let's start with Liz lock- and Brian. It's one of our favorite hymns. Titanic is the answer.
2: Yep, it's uh, when the, uh, the quartet is going down with the ship on the Titanic. It is Titanic. Weird
4: choice, weird choice to say one of our favorite hymns and not one of our favorite movies.
5: Oh, right. That's it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But it is a it's a wonderful hymn. But yeah, to no one to know when, was for sure if they were really playing that uh, right. at the end.
4: Well, yeah, they died. So. Yeah.
5: Exactly.
4: True. The witness list was not long. I'm glad you
1: said that because that's why I made sure to put alleged in there. Appreciate cover. it. Um, but yeah, um, it is Titanic. It's really pretty. All right. Number four. Uh, This is our uh, second listener submitted question. I realize I put it at number four, but uh, that's all right. I'm going to keep going. Uh, This is from uh, Neil Zelick. He spells it N-E-A-L, so I appreciate that. caps off to you. Um, Thank you for this question. The 2019 Rugby World Cup champion was South Africa, and during that match, there were many great scores to be seen. Similar to a touchdown, what is the name of the way
5: to score five points in rugby?
3: Isn't that it? Yes. Okay.
5: We're locked in. Yeah. hmm We have a friend who is a rugby player. If only we paid closer attention.
4: Yeah. Sorry, Luke. Um, all right. We we have a guess, I guess. Yeah. Okay. You can go which ahead. Is, which is you catch the ball in the end zone.
5: Okay. All
1: right. And uh, Matt and Ken.
3: Go ahead, Matt. Yeah. I think um we've, I've seen a lot of rugby lately, and I've been trying to pay attention to it. But I think this is called a try. It is indeed a try is what it's called. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So basically, that's
1: uh, you score five points for a try.
3: Yeah, you can like kick it for like three points. And then I think that's how it works. Or you can run it across for five. And that's a try.
1: Um, All right. Um, Number five. Uh, Speaking of South Africa, uh, this South African civil rights leader and anti-apartheid activist who wrote what he liked and was portrayed by Denzel Washington in the film Cry Freedom died in police custody in 1977.
2: All right, so it it appears that me and Matt have no idea on this one, so I think we're just gonna tap out here.
4: The only tap wait, out. there can I just there is a a really amazing movie about South Africa and apartheid that is about boxing. Um,
1: um,
4: do you know what I'm talking about from like the '80s? Um,
1: oh yes. This
4: is nothing to this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but it is, or with with this question, but it's actually like a really phenomenal film. I just can't remember what's called right now. Uh,
1: I know um, so exactly. If uh, the Power of One.
5: Oh, yeah. With. um. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Is that with. Uh, is, is it Christian Sleipner or Steven Dorff? Steven Dorff. Dorf. And is Morgan
4: Freeman in I there? think it's Morgan
5: Freeman. Incredible. Uh, it's
1: yes.
4: Fantastic. Yes. That's all I have. There we go.
1: I <laughs> remember renting that at Blockbuster. Turns oh. out
4: we know a lot about South African pop culture. We didn't know. Appreciate it. Uh,
1: mm. And Matt and Ken, did you tap? Tapped. No, we don't know this yet. Okay. So he was a writer. And like I said, he was also an anti apartheid activist. It's Steve Biko. If that sounds familiar. Yeah. All right. Tough. Sorry. I'm, so, I'm sorry that was tough. I tried to throw in some history and I don't know if it's too hard or not. So, um, but see, we had a great pop culture discussion <laughs> right after. So that's more my, my lane here. Um, number six is going to be in pop culture, sort of. So we'll get back to uh, business here. Uh, back in the nineties, stores were packed by customers trying to get their hands on this talkative Tiger Electronics product that sold over 40 million units. They recently made a resurgence thanks to a fictional gambling addict and 47th Street jeweler Howard Ratner who made a bedazzled necklace out of one. Yeah,
2: we're good here. Blocked mm. in. All right, uh, Matt and Ken. Would you walk around with that Furby necklace? I would. Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah, yeah. probably. I got to show you this KG. You're going to love it. KG. Yep. Uh, Liz and Brian.
3: Furbies.
1: Furbies is correct. And that was a reference from Uncut Gems. Great movie
2: from last year
4: excellent film yes it this. took apparently like 10 years for that movie to get made also yeah, yeah and
2: heard, there's some yeah.
4: really great um there's some there's some great backstory that i i don't know the full um the full story of it but you can look it up online about how um ray allen was supposed to oh, excuse me not ray allen rondo was supposed to be playing mm-hmm. the kevin garnett part mm-hmm. and then like didn't show up on the day that they were supposed to start shooting or miss his plane or something like that. There was like some amazing story. So just imagine Rondo yeah. in the Kevin Garnett role and then
1: go from there. That's really cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. I really enjoyed the film. I know they kind of badgered um, Adam Sandler to do it forever, but i um, glad it came together. And uh, there's a great podcast with Paul Thomas Anderson interviewing the Safety brothers about it. And it's really cool because in every movie they do, uh, one of the brothers uh, operates the boom mic. So he's right next to the action, which is kind of cool. So.
4: Well, that's awesome. I didn't yeah. know that.
1: Uh, All right. Uh, Number seven. No, the books Heartburn and I Feel Bad About My Neck are not books written by me about the various ailments that Ken and Jeff and Matt make fun of me for. They are, in fact, uh, written by this famous filmmaker whose final work was actually a Broadway play that uh, provided frequent collaborator Tom Hanks with his Broadway debut. Who is this famous filmmaker?
4: I could not be more locked in. Like if I locked in more, I would break the mic.
2: I, in like I feel bad about pressure. my neck.
1: I feel bad about my neck and heartburn are the uh, one couple of the books that she wrote. Yes, or they wrote. Excuse me, I don't want to give you a hint. My bad. You already did. I did. Mm. Sorry.
2: Too late. But luckily, I don't think we still know it.
3: No, I don't know it.
2: Yeah, it's one of my favorite Frequent writers of all time. I
3: think so. It is. She yeah. is.
2: I can't. I can't get any uh, correlations here, Matt. So I think we're out.
3: Okay, we are out.
2: All right, and Liz and Brian.
4: The answer is Nora Ephron.
1: Yep. One of my favorite uh, writers of all time, Nora Ephron.
5: Terrific writer, director. That's right.
4: One of my a legend, really. Yeah. One of my, you know, I wish was a mentor. I wish I had known her when she was alive, but my sort of, um, ethereal mentor that's, uh, the post is dedicated to her.
5: Oh, that's that's wonderful.
1: Yeah. She's, um, uh, the world is definitely, um, lost without her in it still, but, um, her films will live on. So, if you haven't seen them, please check them out because they're amazing. Um,
4: Sleepless in Seattle. Get up on there.
1: Yep. All right. Number eight. Uh, one of Nora's famous scenes uh, that she wrote took place at Katz Delicatessen in When Harry Met Sally. Each week, Katz's serves 15,000 pounds of pastrami, 2,000 pounds of salami, and 8,000 pounds of this traditional meat found in a Reuben sandwich. I can Locked lock in. that
2: in. All right. We're saying uh, corned beef, right, Matt?
3: That is what's in uh, Reuben. Yes.
4: Okay. Corn beef.
2: And
3: corned beef is correct. Points
2: all
1: around. That's a lot oh, of I'm corned Saint beef. St. Paddy's Day. Well, thank you for saying that, Matt. Uh, that was kind of a St. Paddy's Day question because it is St. Patrick's Day. But in honor of this being St. Patrick's Day, um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask a question to mark the holiday. So if you know our show, you know that instead of St. Patrick's Day, I have to do a St. Patrick's Swayze Day question yes uh, <laughs> excellent you uh, don't have to, oh, I, to. I, I have to I have to um, okay. it's a compulsion it is and I'm actually writing a, a Swayze book right now so it's it's very uh, part of the course so alright in what Swayze film would you find the colorful characters named Noxima, Chi Chi and Vida
4: locked
2: alright it's the um, Tu Wong Fu Matt mm. what's the rest yeah. of it yeah thanks for everything Julie Newmar. thanks for everything yes
3: okay that is correct. <laughs> the whole thing. Listen, Brian.
4: To, to Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar.
1: That is correct. To Wang Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. All right. Um,
5: Pat, Patrick is wonderful in that film. By the way, he's wonderful in everything.
4: Also, big shout out to Ghost, original uh, Academy Award winner for original screenplay. Yeah, everybody tight, forgets. Tight film. Such yeah, a good movie. Two
5: Academy Awards. Yep. It's he's also, so great. Also a perfect movie. I know the Fugitive was mentioned earlier, but Ghost is perfect. You know, do yourself it's, a favor go watch ghost again. you know what
4: else is perfect his red billowy shirt mm. excellent
5: Sam Wheat. it week? is uh, there's some great i mean i could
1: talk for the rest of the hour about all these things but yeah ghost is great tony goldwin perfect villain in that mm-hmm. um there's a great mm-hmm. thing swayze was talking about where he was when he was fighting um tony gold or fighting in the alley he wasn't punching anyone because he was supposed to be a ghost and some uh, mm-hmm. passerbys would um kind of were kind of laughing at him and then he's like why don't you try doing this this is hard then they shut up. He did the scene, and then everyone was like enthralled and uh, cheered for him afterwards. So it was kind of a fun story. Uh, but anyway, I could talk about Patrick's Way all day. So, all right. Uh, for a more serious St. Patrick's Day adjacent question, this is question 10 to end uh, regulation Mill Ends Park is the smallest park in the world, according to Guinness Book of, Work- of Records. It was dedicated on St. Patrick's Day, 1976, as the only leprechaun colony west of Ireland and is located in this city that has many nicknames. But to me, because I'm obsessed with coffee, I go by the nickname
3: Stumptown. I think I know it. We can lock in. Okay. Yeah, four lock. All right. uh, Ken and Matt? I think that this is uh, in the coffee hotbed. I think it's Portland. All right. Liz and Brian? Our
4: Our guess is also Portland
1: and uh, a home to many great coffees, it is Portland. Okay, so going into the final round, uh, your scores are very, very tight. Uh, Team in trouble, Matt and Ken uh, have taken a very slight lead with 140, and uh, Liz and Brian have 136. So as the game goes, um, these are the points they have to work with. They can wager zero to 30 in uh, any of these final five categories, and I'm gonna give you the categories and let everyone uh, make their wagers. So here are your final five categories. Final category number one, Shadow Hunters. Final category number two, Under Another Name. Number three, Mind Hunter. Number four. Is there
4: a theme? There's a theme with these?
1: uh, Just uh, celebrating both of your work. Um,
4: Appreciate
1: it. uh, And and congratulations, by the way, about Under Another Name. It's going to be exciting directing.
4: Thank you so much.
1: Appreciate it. Number uh, four is Tell Me a Story. And number five, Chicago Spielberg. So
2: right. take your time thinking of your wagers there. So if I had to guess, the first four probably aren't that closely related to the uh, no. the category name itself, but the last one definitely is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the wagers are locked in, and uh, let's go to these final round questions. Number one uh, was in the category of Shadow Hunters, Collinsport, Maine is a fictional coastal fishing village located in Hancock County and setting to what 1960s gothic horror soap opera? Number two in the category of Under Another Name. Author Mary Westmacott, writer of six romance novels, might not be a household name. That's because Mary Westmacott was pseudonym for this prolific author and household name who kept it a secret for 20 years. Like most of her stories, the secret always ends up being revealed. Number three in the category of Mindhunter. Thank you to listener Patrick McGee for this question. In the 1995 crime thriller Seven, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman play detectives tracking down a serial killer whose murders are inspired by the seven deadly sins. What are the seven deadly sins as depicted in the film? Number four in the category of Tell Me a Story. The lyrics, Once upon a time not long ago when people wore pajamas and lived life slow is the hip-hop song, Children's Story, by what British-American hip-hop artist? And number five, in Chicago Spielberg, Lil Abner is a satirical American comic strip launched in 1934. Drop the Lil, and you have the first name of a character that goes unseen in a Spielberg film, but is spoken of as a mentor to the main character in Chicago. In what film would you find this character? while the teams are going over their answers just wanted to uh, invite everyone to go join us over at the crop on facebook our private facebook group Uh, all of our listeners are there interacting there's uh, some daily trivia Uh, you can um, comment on the episodes when they're posted tell us what we got wrong tell us uh, what uh, impressions you thought were really stupid all that good stuff and all the compliments that uh, that hopefully you will give us but uh, we have fun over there and uh, we'd like to do all of our announcements over there so join us over at the crop and uh, we look forward to seeing you That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, all the answers are locked in, so let's uh, let's go through these. So number one was in the category of Shadowhunters. I asked, uh, Collinsport, Maine is a fictional coastal fishing village located in Hancock County and setting to what 1960s gothic horror soap opera? So let's start with Matt and Ken and tell us your wager.
2: All right, we wagered 20 all the way down here, so we don't have to say it every time. It's always 20. Um, but we thought about the only kind of gothic horror soap opera we knew was Dark Shadows.
5: Okay, and Liz and Brian?
4: We wagered 20, and we were Dark Shadows.
5: Same thing. It was before our time, but it's the only one we could think of.
4: Yeah, we got to see the uh, Eva Green version, I
5: think. Yeah, plus Shadows. So yeah. I always yeah. thought Johnny Depp was a little younger
2: than that, but... Yeah, Uh, it is Dark Shadows. That is correct. Yep.
1: Um, I just kind of believed what the internet told me because I, yeah, the same thing. I don't know the old version, but it seemed like uh, I was right. So, okay. Um, Number two, I was in the category of Under Another Name. Author Mary Westmacott, writer of six romance novels, might not be a household name. That's because Mary Westmacott was a pseudonym for this prolific author and household name who kept it a secret for 20 years. Like most of her stories, the secret always ends up being revealed. Uh, Liz and Brian?
4: We wagered 20 points and we went with Agatha Christie. And Ken DeMann?
2: Uh, Very similar. 20 points, Agatha Christie.
1: It is Agatha Christie. Um, Talk about just an amazing author over whatever, 670 books, I think. And uh, I think she's the biggest selling author of all time. I can't remember the stat, but she's amazing. All right. Uh, Number three was in the category of Mind Hunter. Uh, And this was from our listener, Patrick McGee. In the 1995 crime thriller seven, as Ken said, where John Doe has the upper hand, uh, Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman play detectives tracking down a serial killer whose murders are inspired by the seven deadly sins. What are the seven deadly sins? Uh, Let's go
5: with uh, Liz and Brian.
4: (sighs) Okay, um, we, we wagered 10 points on this.
5: I wish we would wagered more because I don't, we definitely I get don't, 6 out of 7.
4: Yeah, I don't. I think 6 are right and the 7th is a little questionable. We went sloth, greed, lust, wrath, envy, gluttony, and vanity.
2: Okay, and uh, Ken and Matt. We went with uh, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy. We changed uh, vanity to pride, but it means the same thing. And uh, we went with Lust, my favorite, as I said. All right. Bo- um, that is correct. Uh, pride
1: or Vanity, Greed, Ugh. Lust, Envy, oh, Gluttony, yeah. Wrath, vanity and Sloth. is Pride. So points all around. Great job.
4: Bonus, uh, bonus factoid is that the uh, screenwriter of that movie, Andrew Kevin Walker, plays Gluttony.
1: No way. I didn't know that. Yes. That's yes. a great fact, actually. Well. Um, and see that our friends, when we watch movies together, I'll say some trivia like that and they go, Oh, that's a Neil fact, meaning it's not real, but that's, it's not a Neil fact. That's true. That's a real fact. Because sometimes as you, you know, on the show, I say things that are blatantly false, but I make it sound like they're real. All right. So you say it with confidence. Yeah. Right. Um, all right. Uh, number four, um, this was in the category of tell me a story. The lyrics Once Upon a Time Not Long Ago When People Wore Pajamas and Lived Life Slow is from the hip-hop song Children's Story by what British-American hip-hop artist? Ken and Matt?
3: Yeah, we weren't too sure on this one. Um, just the cadence. I know the song, and I know I think it's like late 80s, early 90s, so it stuck with me. It said Slick Rick. All right, Liz and Brian?
5: That's a great guess. We were in the same boat. We sort of knew the time period, but we're struggling with who it was. Our guess is KRS-1. I really don't think that he's British in the slightest, but we couldn't shake that.
1: That is a really good guess, though, KRS-1, but it is, in fact, Slick Rick.
2: (laughs) Oh,
5: (laughs) So that'll be
1: the first... With the eye patch. With the eye patch, that's right. That'll be the first (laughs) points uh, lost for wasn't Brian there in this round. And the final, uh, Chicago Spielberg... Lil Abner is a satirical American comic strip launched in 1934. Drop the Lil, and you have the first name of a character that goes unseen in a Spielberg film, but is spoken of as a mentor to the main character in Chicago. In what film would you find this character? Ken and Matt, I heard you struggling over this one for a long time. Uh, What did you end up going with?
2: Yeah, I said maybe it's... um the soldiers talking together and saving private ryan but then matt said
3: yeah i thought um especially being a neil question it's a movie he talks about a lot and it seems like it's something that would be in the movie so he said catch me if you can
1: all right uh awesome movie uh but let's see what liz and
5: brian said
4: we wagered 30 points and i feel good about it i wish
5: we could have wagered
4: more the answer is raiders of lost ark and his last name is ravenwood it, it is, Raven is abner Wood's ravenwood mm-hmm.
1: and uh, I was his mentor from the university of chicago Mm, that makes um, sense. and the reason I wrote that question today and um, Liz and Brown, you might not know this but we well, we just moved to a little new area in my apartment and the other uh, office that we were in before has a huge um, vintage Raiders of the Lost Ark poster and I miss it in Amazing. here so that's why we I wrote that question we'll have to move it over we'll move it over yeah for the uh scorekeepers at home, final scores one eighty six and uh two hundred for today's cream of the crop in trouble, kinda Matt. I'm talking about all the
2: way to the top, yeah. How's hey, it feel? Hey, we pulled it out, we got out of trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a close game though. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. That was a lot of fun.
4: Thanks mm-hmm. for having us. We'll uh we'll bring our second half more next time. I feel like the second half <laughs> we really let everybody down. We so. really
5: stumbled out of the gate and that hurt us in the yeah. long run. So Matt well,
4: Matt we'll had a real surge.
5: Yeah. Matt had a
1: surge. Um, and I, I think my questions got a little bit easier. I'm not sure. I tried to have it be well-rounded, but, um, as you know, it's mostly pop culture references. Um, but, uh, Brian and Liz, anything you'd like to tell the folks like where they can find you, what you're working on, anything for them to check out?
4: Um, we are currently working on trying not to go stir crazy and, uh, hand sanitizing everything, Cloroxing everything. Um, Uh, I think the big thing we just want everybody to hear is stay inside and I hope everybody stays safe and I hope you guys are being productive or hope or, you know, having fun uh, trying to stay productive and all those things while we're all stuck inside. Um, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at it's Liz Hanna.
5: I'm also on Twitter. I think I'm on Instagram. You would know. Uh, I'm at B Milliken, but, uh, same, same thing here, which is the most important thing we can all do is the most frustrating thing that we can all do right now, which is just stay inside and try to stay away from everybody else. And, and so the, the good news is, is that we've got all the movies and TV shows in the world to watch. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the bad news is that that's all we can do. But, uh, so yeah, if you're looking for a good one now, uh, Liz wrote a movie that premiered on Netflix, what, it was still just a couple weeks ago. All the Bright Places, based on the best-selling novel. It's terrific. Uh, I, I had sweet. a TV show that just uh, finished airing on CBS All Access. So all those episodes, you got all the access in the world. If you got CBS All Access, mm-hmm. uh, they're there. It's called Tell Me a Story. Uh, you know, And uh, and obviously, mm-hmm. there's boatloads of other stuff out there, too. So everybody try to do their best to enjoy themselves. Well, well said. Yeah, well, thank you for
1: joining us. Uh, Brian, Tell Me a Story, I believe, is an uh, anthology of uh, fairy tale folklore
5: reimagined right it is it is a modern day thriller non-supernatural sort of retelling of uh of classic fairy tales the showrunners kevin williamson you know who wrote scream and did vampire diaries and the killing so it's he got. Did,
4: no he didn't do the killing
5: oh sorry uh the following there you go um and you know so it's got it's got what you come to expect from kevin it's really it's a it was a fun show i'm lucky that i got to work on it Awesome. We're excited to check it out. And for Liz,
1: All the Bright Places, uh, Colleen and I did watch it. Uh, Justice Smith and uh, Elle Fanning have unbelievable chemistry. It's really, really great, especially uh, dealing with mental health issues. Um, So I really uh, recommend it highly. So great job, by the way. Thank
4: you so much. Um, Thank you. Yeah. uh, You get really lucky if those are the two that are in your movie.
1: Yes. Yeah. And they were they were wonderful together. So thank you both for joining us. um, And uh, we really appreciate your time. If you ever want to write a game and host co-host it together we'll play it for you so if you ever want to give your hand at writing trivia let us know um and yeah uh, we do yeah that sounds great <laughs> write it you're you're welcome back <laughs> anytime we've got the time. yeah right exactly we all have the time now so um but uh, just to echo what they said everyone please stay safe uh we're really lucky that we can do a show and a, a type of content where we can kind of stay here, you know, um, interact with people over Skype and stay safe while creating this content and hopefully providing um, some laughter or some um, some knowledge while you're um, waiting out uh, what we're dealing with right now. So we hope that uh, just a small part of, of your day, we can uh, make a little bit better. Uh, but on behalf of Ken, Matt, Jeff, uh, Liz, Brian, and myself, uh, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. Good. Uh, catch me if you can. You know it's one of my favorites, right? So, two mice in the bucket of cream. I know. You um, love okay. doing that. <laughs> I love doing it. I love doing it.